So let's pray and let's believe God. Father, thank you as we come together before you, Lord God, that we can receive from you the riches of your word, that it will enhance us, encourage us, strengthen us, cause us to be more than what we are right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, you know, we are celebrating uh, Thanksgiving, which is something that has been celebrated over the years, started in 1621 in America and still carrying on today, over 400 years. But originally, God was the one that in, in, uh, institu- instituted Thanksgiving. He wanted his men and his women to give him thanks for all that he has done in their lives. Can I get an amen? amen. Are, are we thankful to the Lord? Amen. Sometimes we forget to say thanks to the Lord. Has that ever happened? Sometimes you go days and you forget that God is the one that puts you in the place where you're supposed to be, that God is the one that has really orchestrated your life and caused you to receive all that he has for you, each and, each and every one of us. He has a plan for our lives. Did you know that? He, and, and not only does he have a plan, he wrote it in a book with your name on it, and it's his job to make sure it happens in your life. You say, well, it doesn't seem like he's working that good in my life. Well, maybe you got to get closer to him so he can reveal to you what's in the book. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. So that's what we have to do. So uh, when we come to uh, New Heart, we know that this is, I like what uh, one brother was saying, is we should rename it not New Heart, but Big Heart. Because <laughs> we open up our hearts to you, just like the Father would open up his hearts to us. He has room for each and every one of us. Amen. So we want to look at where this idea of thanksgiving came from. And let's look in the the first scripture here. The Bible says what? Enter his gates with what? And into his courts with praise. So what is the password to get into the gates? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Don't come in with a bad attitude, all depressed, discouraged, downtrodden. Oh, God, here we are again. Got to have church. And, you know, Lord, what you've done for me lately. And there's so many things that haven't gone right in my life. Why aren't you working? That's not the way you come in. (laughs) You come in. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. Thank you that you've healed my body. Thank you that you've made peace in my family. Thank you, Lord God, that you provide. Thank you, Lord. You're so. Thank you for saving me, Lord. Thank you for uh, being in my heart and in my life. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for me. Glory to God. And into His courts with praise. Praise you, Jesus. You're so wonderful. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We praise you. We glorify you, Lord God. You are the mighty God. Now, where did that come from? Let me show you the tabernacle. This is a replica of the tabernacle that they used because Moses was carrying this around and because the Holy of Holies where the presence of God was was in that temple. And so what they would do is they come in uh, the gate. See, the gate is 150 feet long, 50 feet wide, and God said, when you come into the gates, don't be coming in all, you know, down in the mouth, you know. Don't be coming in all depressed and sad and discouraged. He said, and that's a symbolic of the church. When you come to church, when you get dressed, when you get ready to go into church and into the gates, be happy. Don't say, oh, we got to go to church again today. It's so cold out there. It's such a long drive, and I'm so warm here in my bed. Get up and go to church, Amen. enter his gates with thanksgiving and then when you get into the gates you go into the inner court 
this, okay, that's the way it was as a replica, but that's not the way it was in its heyday. Let's look at it in its heyday. Whoa, things are popping, baby. You know what? God was moving. But you know what? That's the same flame that's in our heart. That's the same fire that we have shut up in our bones, ready to do God's work. And you can see everybody was close to the Lord. Isn't that good news? So that's where it originated. So the psalmist said, when you go into the tabernacle, when you get ready to go in, be happy. Praise God. Now, the, word, the phrase thank you, we hear that a lot, don't we? Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> but it can be thrown around loosely, can it? Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. You might have worked for somebody for a week and just entirely, you know, taking care of their responsibilities, and then they just say, thanks, appreciate it. And, but see, I don't mind. It, it should be a heartfelt, shouldn't it be? Thank you so much for what you've done. I, I really appreciate it. And I don't mind if people go overboard, you know? I don't mind if they say, Pastor, thank you so much. I really appreciate what you did for me. That, it wouldn't have been the same without you. I, I really appreciate And then they talk a little bit, and they go, but you know what? I can't imagine what it would have been if you weren't there. I just thank you for that. Amen. It's okay. Keep keep going. And then as they leave, they say, but I want to just say thank you again for what you've done for me. Amen. I'm, I'm so happy for what you... Fine, my child. Praise the Lord. Amen. And, you know, it's funny I'm over here because I want to thank you, Nina, because there was a time when I wasn't ministering at all, and she came to a funeral, and she saw me preach at the funeral, and she told the senior pastor, that boy can preach. That boy, you get that boy up there and have him do some Sunday service, some Wednesday service. Do you remember that? And so that started my way of being able to be in the ministry. So here she is again. Praise the Lord. Now, there's a story in the Bible of a guy that was not thankful to the Lord. Do you remember who that guy was? There was ten lepers, and all ten of them got healed. And and nine of them went back to where they were supposed to be, and one came back to thank the Lord. Now, how could that possibly be? Well, let's look at the story, and we'll, we'll get into it. In Luke 17, verses 11 through 13. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And if you study the Bible at all, the people of Samaria and Galilee were not the most prized people. They were rejects. They were half Jews, half Gentiles. So people didn't look too favorably upon them. But you know what I like about the Lord? He goes to the people that are not too favorable, not too popular, not too rich. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, see, I, w- I don't think I was voted. I, I, if they would have had a, a category of most likely to not be saved, I would have been in that category. Yeah? Y'all, y'all can agree with that? You look at your high school you know, people and you, you, you wonder who you're running around with. You wonder, like, what in the world was I doing? So, uh, he, but Jesus, he, he hung around those people, and he was going into a village, and ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Amen? See, they had to stay at a distance because they were contagious. They couldn't come near people, so they had to stand afar off. And, and in fact, if you came near them, they'd have to say, unclean, unclean. 
And I think some people today have to say that they're spiritually unclean. <laughs> Stay away from me. I'm no good. <laughs> you know, I'll hurt you. I'll hurt you with my words. I, I, I'll disappoint you. Don't come near me. You ever have those people? You all pretend like you don't know those people. Amen? <laughs> you may not know them right away, but after a while you get to know them. But I met this one lady. I hadn't uh, met her before, and I could just tell right off the bat that this, there's something wrong going on in the inside of her. You ever met those kinds of people? And, and, but you have to be kind and loving, considerate, hoping that they will come along and come around to the things of the Lord. Amen? Because we are supposed to have mercy, just like the Lord has mercy on us. Praise the Lord. So they're, they're going through uh, Samaria, and he called out in what kind of a voice? Aloud. See, sometimes you can't be cute. You can't be polite when you pray to the Lord. you got to cry out. You ever cried out that prayer? Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, I just need you. If you don't move, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. I need, Lord, I promise I will be good. I will not mess up. I will serve you all the days of my life. If you just move, Lord, would you move in my life? You ever? Amen? And so they said it right. They said, Jesus, master. And that's what the disciples called Jesus, master, ruler, owner, controller of your life, overseer. Is he your master or is he just somebody that you call upon? Yeah, I'm a Christian, but does he rule your life? Does he tell you what to do? Does he check you when you need to do, have checking? You know, ha have mercy, mercy, mercy. I like that, that God has mercy on it. And not just mercy. What kind of mercy? Tender mercies. Not only tender mercies, but they're new every morning. Hallelujah. Some of us need mercies every morning, amen, because the things you just did yesterday, Amen. It's, they're not leftovers. They're not warmed up. They're new for you every morning. New, fresh mercy. Praise the Lord. Amen. I love that. So uh, this next verse. Oh, they're, okay. Now they're crying out. They're at a distance. Get the picture now. No, okay, there they are. They're crying out. And Jesus says, go to the priest. But let's see the scripture. When he saw them, and this is enough to shout up about. They were crying out, Jesus, have mercy on us. And Jesus saw them and heard them. Whenever you're in distress, whenever you're downtrodden, whenever things are not going your way, you can call upon the Lord and he will see you and he will hear you. Isn't that good news? Yeah. No matter how bad it looks, God says, I will see you. I hear you. Praise the Lord. Where did Jackie go? Is Jackie still here? Oh, you're hiding. You, you got, you're, you're sandwiched in here. I, I was calling out to the Lord. I was having these little tingles in my feet, and I don't know where I got them from. And, and I was calling out to the Lord, have mercy. Lord, I was praying that prayer. Lord, where are you? I have been quoting your scriptures. By your stripes I am healed. Surely you bore my sicknesses, carried my pains. I, how many times do I got to say it, Lord? I believe you. Anybody been there? I believe, help thou my unbelief. Lord, are, are you going to move or what? And so I'm crying out to the Lord. And Jackie, who I haven't seen in about five years, came to church last Sunday. And she came early. She said, well, how are you doing, Pastor? I go, well, I got this little tinkling in my feet. And you think, oh, what, what's that? But it's a constant little tingle, tingle, tingle. And it's kind of numb. And it's bothersome. And, and she said, oh, I had that before. You, you take this 
pill, these pills, and I went and got them. And, and you take these pills, and they'll, it'll go away. And I said, well, looky here. <laughs> and she said, three days before she came, the Lord was bothering her. Go see Pastor Chuck. You need to go see Pastor Chuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lord. And then she said he got kind of loud and kind of, you know, pushy. <laughs> he said what? Demanding. <laughs> demanding. Commanding and demanding. Go see Pastor Chuck. I need you to go see Pastor Chuck. And I'm over here praying, Lord, when are you going to heal me? He saw me, all right? He saw me, and he heard me, and he brought deliverance. And so Jesus said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. That means it wasn't immediate. It was a progressive thing. As they went, as they went step by step, every step, they kept getting better and better, and they weren't like they were before. And, man, this thing is, something's working, something's happening. Amen. That's what we have to do when we pray, for, pray to the Lord. You have to know that he's working on your behalf. Amen. It's progressive. It will happen. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God. How? In a loud voice. He didn't come back and go, cool. <laughs> no, he said, oh, Jesus, thank you. In a loud voice, just like he prayed, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Now, a lot of times here at New Heart, we have, um, you know, uh, visual effects because a lot of people can't visualize what that might have looked like. And, and sometimes the Lord will give us a biblical character that would come out, you know, and show us so we can get a, you know, bird's eye view and a remembrance. Sometimes you need to see it, you know, physically. So just close your eyes for a moment and just imagine Jesus sending the ten out. He said, go be healed. And they got healed. And only one came back. So let's imagine what that one that came back looked like. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm healed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Master, for having mercy on me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, you're, you're one of the leper guys, huh? Uh, yes, I am. Well, excuse me, Mr. used to be a leper guy. Wasn't there 10 of you here? Yes, well, there what, was 10 of us. Well, what happened to the other nine? I don't know. I just had to come back and thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. You've healed me. You've restored my life, and I give glory to the Master. But I, I just don't, still, I'm, I'm puzzled because I just can't figure out what were the other nine thinking. Did they see you come back here? Uh, yes, and I told them I was going back to thank the Lord for healing me. And they said, what is done is done. We have to be on our way. Really? They, they didn't, no change of heart, no change of mind? No change of heart, no change of mind. They had to be on their way. Well, you know what? Praise God for them. I'm just glad you came back to say thanks. And you know what? You look so good. You, without that leprosy, man, you're like a whole different person. 
The Lord heal me. Yeah. Praise yeah. the you Lord. Now you can go back to your family and you can have a normal life. And God has really, truly blessed you. Oh, yes, because I've been away from my family for so long. They'll be glad to see me. But I just had to come back and thank the master. Thank you, Jesus, for your healing me. You're welcome. You've God. made me whole. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Give Pastor Leper a... a <laughs> I think before he... Uh, I think we're going to have him do every, every uh, person in the Bible by the time. <laughs> he's been Jesus. He's been leper. He's been, uh, I don't know, every, he's been a king, a pauper, a prince. Okay. All right. So let's see. Okay. So I'm going to go through uh, as we uh, wind down, which we're not really winding down, but that's this thing that we say. <laughs> Three reasons why the people, why a person would come back to thank the Lord. Three reasons, and then three reasons why we suppose that they didn't come back to thank the Lord. Three reasons why one did, three reasons why nine didn't, okay? So let's look at the three reasons why they should have thanked God. First reason, God has done for you some things you could have never done yourself. Amen? Amen? Nobody could get healed of leprosy unless the Lord healed them. There was only two recorded instances of people being healed of leprosy in the Bible, Naaman and Moses' sister, Miriam. There's some things that in your life you could have never gotten out of if the Lord hadn't interceded and worked in your behalf. Amen? You, you should be able to look at the landscape of your life and say, you know what? The Lord did that. Uh, the, the Lord did that. The Lord got me out of that trouble. The Lord gave me a job when I didn't have a job. The Lord gave me a place to stay when I didn't have a place to stay. When I couldn't uh, finance my house, the Lord came and changed the hearts of the people. Amen? When I didn't have a car, the Lord provided a car for me. Amen? How many of you can give that testimony? That God was there. He did some things that you couldn't do. He interceded and intervened in your place. And so that's one thing. Leprosy, he, if the Lord didn't do anything, he would have had leprosy for the rest of his life. I know my son, he, when he was in college, I would share him some things out of the Bible to overcome the situations that he was facing. And he said, Dad, I got out of them just like that, using the, Lord, the word of the Lord. But my friends, I look back and they're still stuck in their ways because they didn't know the Word of God. They, they didn't have access to know how God can do things that you couldn't do. The second thing is, if God didn't intervene, it would have gotten worse. You know, you look at your own life and what you were doing. And you know, it might have been a little seed of sin, a little seed of uh, rebellion, but as you get older, it grows. It you, Mama Nina, you know, we've had ministers come to the church, and they were doing so good. They were preaching so good. But, you know, all of a sudden, five years later, they find out they did what? <laughs> come on, talk to me. Well, how, how did that happen? <laughs> well, there was a little seed in there that if you don't address it, it gets worse. And I look at my high school people, the people that I grew up with and friends, and I look back and I said, they did what? What happened? How could they possibly get involved in that kind of situation? And I know two pe one person that I know of, he was a great athlete. He was like, uh, 
Mr. Mr. Olympic, you know, he, blonde hair, blue eyes, shoulders, you know, just everything he did was perfect. You know, he was the high school end, and he would catch all the passes, and he was the basketball star. He made all the shots, and so I was running track, and he would come out for track late. I mean, it's, we've been practicing for a month. He comes trotting out like Mr. Adonis, you know, and, 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 and uh, you know, he just runs around the track a few times, does a couple of hurdles, did a high jump, and uh, that was it. And then he trots around a little bit and goes into the locker room. I go like, what is that? <laughs> and they said, oh, that's, I forgot his first name, McGuire's is his last name. And I, I said, well, is he on the team? He goes, yeah, but, you know, he don't really need to practice that much. <laughs> He's just so gifted, so talented. And in those days in high school, if you can roll back and remember, they used to have parties, you know, a drinking party, and they would invite a lot of people. And some people would take drugs. I don't know if you knew that, not the highfalutin drugs we have now, but, you know, some drugs. And uh, they would raid the parties and haul these guys off to jail, and they would have a record. You remember that? And so I would be very careful because I didn't want to get a record, so I said uh, I would check out the party, people that were going to the party, and figure out, hmm, that seems like a party that's going to be raided. And so I found out who's going and found out where it was going to be at, and I said, uh-uh, no thank you. But my friend, Mr. Olympian, Mr. McGuire, he went, and guess what? They raided the party. Here comes the police. But Mr. Olympian, he could do anything. He tore off down the street. They couldn't catch him. So he saw a fence there, and of course, he could do anything. He jumped over the fence and fell into a two, what they, they, dig, they dug a, a big hole, a cavern, because they were having some underground parking. He fell two stories down to his death. Mr. Olympian, Mr. he could do anything. But guess what? He couldn't. I could have I been, been dead doing the things that I was doing. I was doing some cra- We were crazy when we were high, in high school. Amen? Don't let the youth hear that, but we were crazy. We thought nothing was going to go wrong, right? I, I can remember my friend. Yeah, Invincible. My friend, he, we were driving a car. We just got our licenses. We were 16 years old. And, uh, you know, in those days, we got our license day one after 16, you know. I'm here. <laughs> give me my license, you know. And so it was rainy that day. It was kind of wet. And so we were going to go pick up another friend of mine. And, and uh, I was in the back seat, and there was a guy in the shotgun. And so we turned this corner in a residential area, and we kind of like fishtail out. You know how that, that feeling where the car just kind of slides, you know, woo. Well, I never experienced that. I go, that's pretty cool. I said, hey, brother, uh, let's, let's do that again a little faster. <laughs> now, this guy's not a dummy. He, right now, he has a Ph.D. He works for, he teaches at New York University. What, what does a little faster mean? Just a little. You know, he teaches English a little faster. He didn't, he didn't compute it that way. He gunned it. He went around the corner, came back and gunned it. And we, we started sliding and moving and what do they call it, hydroplaning? Fish, I mean, we're going down the street and it's like, whoa. And we had no control. We hit a curb, we hit a pole, and we go through a fence. And so I'm looking, I'm in the back seat, and I'm looking, and here's the pole right in, sitting right next to me. I go, I could have died right there. <laughs> Somehow, some way, God helped me. Amen? So if he hadn't corrected me, if he hadn't intervened in my life and straightened me out, God knows where I would be right now. I'd probably be dead. But 
If God didn't intervene in your life, it would have gotten worse. Praise the Lord. If he hadn't st stepped in to save you. The third thing is the reason why you, you thank God. Because if God, God didn't have to do it. God didn't have to save you. He didn't have to reach down and say, I love you, my son. I have a plan for you. He, these these uh, leper guys, they're just walking down the street and said, Jesus, have mercy. There's no healing line. There's no church service. There's no message. He could have said, come back. I'm preaching at, at 10 o'clock today. No. He said, go show yourself to the priest. He didn't have to do it. There's no, no things that, nothing that God has to do for our lives. But he does it because of his goodness, his mercy, and his love. Amen? Three reasons, again, why you thank the Lord, because if God hadn't done some things in your life, uh, you couldn't have done it yourself. You know, I, I look at my life and, and where I'm at now, God did it. God saved me. God, God gave us a house. God gave us a family. God gave us a church. God did it. Amen? If God didn't intervene, it would have gotten worse. Who, I could have been out on the street somewhere, you know, had it not been for the mercy of God. And, if, and God didn't have to do it. I wasn't so good that God said, I got to help this guy. No, I was not good, but God helped us. Amen? Amen. All right, three reasons why you have to thank him. Amen. Now, three reasons why some people ignore him and don't thank him, and hopefully you're not in this category. Uh, the first one is, they feel it was their steps that brought about the deliverance. The lepers got healed. You know, they, they said, he said, go show yourself to the priest. They started walking, and every step they took, hey, I'm getting better. I'm better than I was before. I'm better than when I first started. I'm getting every move I make, every step I take, I get better and better and better. And they confuse the mercy and the goodness of God with their own steps. And we feel the same way. Well, it's because I'm so intelligent. It's because I, I know how to connect, and I, I know how to uh, be at the right place at the right time. They don't realize that it's because of God's favor that you're able to be at the right place at the right time. Amen? That God gave you favor with people, that they're able to give you a job. No, it was because I'm so intelligent, because I'm so smart, because I, I took this class, and because I graduated, you know, higher than everybody else. You know, my son, he, he, he graduated fourth in law school. That's pretty good. But it, that didn't get him the job. The, what got him the job where he's at is because the Lord had favor on him. And as he interviewed, they said, we want this guy to be working with us. So we can't get confused to think that it's us that is causing uh, uh, our, our, uh, our, uh, our, our good ways. Praise God. The second one is they feel that they were entitled to the blessings and the grace of God. Why? Because they were from Galilee. And guess what? Where's Jesus from? Amen. Pretend like you know the Bible. Okay. <laughs> Jesus of Galilee. They said, hey, Jesus, we're from Galilee. You're from Galilee. We're, we're, we're you know, country boys. We're, we're hometown, you know, buddies. Of course you should heal us, right? We think that God, that we're entitled to the blessings and grace of God. That's God. He's supposed to do that. No, he doesn't have to do that. He's, he's not entitled. We're not entitled to everything that, that we want from him. There's things that we appeal to him for, and he gives us his blessings and his grace. Isn't that nice to know? Amen. And the, the third thing, the last thing is, 
They feel they can always wait to get to church to praise the Lord. <laughs> Some of the scholars were saying, well, Jesus told them to go to the priest, so they just went to the priest. He said, yeah, but come on. <laughs> the, the, the temple and the priest didn't heal you. It was Jesus that healed you. You know, you don't have to wait to Sunday to praise the Lord. You don't have to wait to Sunday to thank God. You can thank Him wherever you're at. You ever been at the mailbox and you get a check and it's not what you expected? It's more than what you wanted? Do you wait to Sunday? <laughs> no. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, right? When you go and take your test from the doctor and you kept getting bad reports, bad reports, bad reports, and you go in there and he says, oh, here's a good report. You're, you're remission-free. You're, you're cancer-free. You're in remission. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord, thank you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. You don't have to wait till you get to the temple to praise the Lord. You don't need a choir. You don't need a congregation. You don't need a, a praise and worship leader. You know, you have it in the inside. You have an attitude of gratitude. You have a praise in your heart that says, Lord, I just want to thank you for all that you're doing. Because you know what? You're in constant communication with him. You're constantly talking and ministering uh, to him and with him. And so as you do that, you're just thanking him for his relationship and his fellowship and his desire to be with us at all times. Amen? Amen. So let's rehearse these again. The first one, why we should thank God? Because he's done some things that we could never have done ourselves. We know that. If God didn't intervene, it would have gotten worse. You know, leprosy, it doesn't get any better. It just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And you would have been worse and worse and worse. Praise the Lord. God didn't have to do it, but he did it. And why some people ignore or forget to thank the Lord? The next slide says, what? The next slide says, because it feels that it was their own power, their own might, their own strength that they're able to, you know, be successful and have favor. But no, you, you can't neglect the fact that the hand of God was upon you. And they feel that they are entitled to it. I'm a child of God. Amen. He, he's supposed to take care of me. We had one, one young man, and his mother was teaching him how to pick up his clothes. And she, he was, she was showing him, and he said, I thought that was your job. <laughs> we think, oh, it's God's job. God, God, you just take care of us. No, God wants us to be in fellowship with him. And they feel they can always wait till they get to church instead of giving the praise and glory to God right now. Amen? So let's pray right now. Father, we just thank you that as we come before you, we give you praise and glory and honor for all that you're doing in our lives. We give you praise and glory and honor, Lord God. We thank you for what you've done in our lives. We thank you that we do not neglect the favor of God, uh, what you've done for us. We thank you, Lord God, if it had not been you who was on our side, we would have been consumed. And Lord, I thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Receive the, the blessing in the, in the heart of the Lord right now. We worship you, King. We worship you, Lord. We thank you, Father. Glory be to your name. Glory be to your name. Hallelujah. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise you, sweet Jesus. In your own mind, just think of the things that the Lord has come through for you in, the things that he's done for you in his life, in your life. 
We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. There it is. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Let's just wait a minute and let the, the Holy Spirit descend upon us because, you know, you know your life. You know what you've been through. You know what God has taken you through and how he's gotten you through all those things that were impossible without him. So, Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your love. We thank you that, Lord, not only have you gotten us to this point, but you're going to take us to another point. You're going to continue to be the great and mighty God that you are. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing a song of thanks.